And that is Same Feeling off Ambient Works Volume 1, self-release project from Tomo DJ. Hello. Hello. Happy- Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Monday. Um, it's uh, <laughs> It's like Thursday. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking to the viewers in the future. Oh, true. <laughs> I love that you earnestly answered me though. <laughs> Hello, happy Monday, everyone. Um, yes, it, uh, it is true. It's actually Thursday in our our timeline, but in your timeline, it's Monday afternoon. Uh, thank you so much for listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. If you're new here, my name is Tom Marcy. The show is called The Lost Hour. It is a 60-minute show um, where my friends and I uh, listen to the songs we get lost to. And today, I have. Uh, yet another wonderful friend uh, coming to debut some art uh, of theirs. Uh, she is a... Uh, what was the word I was just going to use? She is a very prolific musician, um, and you know her critically acclaimed projects, Feminista and Half Moon Bay. She is here to discuss a lot of tracks with us, including the, um, the newly released, by now, Monday, uh, project Crazy Trip. It's Tomu DJ. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so that, then you say... <laughs> That's all I know how to say, I guess. That's okay. Um, Thank you so, so much for being here, sharing Crazy Trip and sharing a bunch of tracks with us. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to give you the opportunity uh, to uh, share any words or thoughts you had about both all the tracks you brought today and the project Crazy Trip, which by Monday has released already. Yeah. So um, I guess like... um for for people who mostly follow like uh the the sort of stuff that i'm you know like promoting in the press and stuff like that like kind of the the stuff that i'm playing that's not on the project might might sound like very different and i guess that's why i have some anxiety about the project cuz it's like um you know the project was made at around the same time as those you know other two albums feminista half moon bay um, with the one or two of the songs being a little bit more recent, but yeah, like stuff dating mostly from 2020 to 2022, where it's like I felt like I wanted to put out this project because there's a lot of stuff that's sort of in the same vein as those first two projects that, you know, I don't want to just uh, rot in a damp corner of my Dropbox. Um, <laughs> but it's like the sort of sounds that I've been working with since then are a lot more. I guess sort of like shoegazy. Mm. I've been mostly playing guitar recently. Um, and, you know, I'm still... The the reason I don't release projects like that is because I'm still getting better at it. Um, I guess, like, for me, um, this sort of more electronic four-on-the-floor stuff, it's like I'm not going to say it's easy to make music like that, but um, for me, it's easiest to finish those tracks. Sure. Um, and so what you're getting on this new project is sort of like... You know, the, the stuff that I, I see is a little bit more fully formed that's kind of reaching from pockets of, you know, the, the sound that I developed in sort of like my first few years of making music a lot. Um, but I wanted to play a lot of tracks on this show, including this EP that I made with uh, you slash Dom. Hi. Um, <laughs> called Same Planet, which is, I think, like pretty... Um, uh, represents, you know, the thing I was just talking about with more like sort of ambient shoegazy kind of like, you know, more 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 tender, slow stuff. Um, and it's not even just like slow stuff, but just sort of stuff that's a little less, you know, it's a, it's a little more like open format, I guess. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's like I, I have a hard time sort of sticking to genres. 
Um, Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, you know, we can enjoy a, a broad range of, of tracks on this show today um, and sort of show like what I've been up to, like, because the thing is with like, I'm sorry, I keep rambling, but it's like um, <laughs> so, some people who listen to my music are like, oh, yeah, like I, I like, you know, like the non-commercial, you know, like sort of side projects that she does a lot more. And it's like, I don't know, I kind of like this stuff equally, but it, it does definitely sometimes with like the long process of releasing albums. I'm just on some completely different shit by the time it comes out. Sorry, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you are. Okay, Thank you for cool. asking. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've had some major blunders with that before. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to try not to. It's it's more of a tick. But, uh, That's totally yeah. okay. okay. Well, I would, um, I would just like to comment on what you're saying. And yeah. I, I really appreciate the words that you're sharing because it sounds like, I wish there was a better word than cornucopia. Maybe amalgamation is a word. Something it like sounds that. like an amalgamation is, is of, of your work is, is what's being presented today because you're talking about how Crazy Trip was made uh, kind of concurrently to those mm -hmm. previous projects, but you're also sharing a lot of the stuff you're doing now, like the guitar work that you're doing or the recent, semi-recent project that we did together. Uh, there's a there's a balance of all the things and, you know, the, whether or not people have opinions about what they like better from you or not, there's a mix of everything yeah, happening yeah. today, which I'm super thankful that you're doing. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I... I, I hope uh, it's I hope it's good. Absolutely. It's going to be. <laughs> and so um, with that, I just want to give everybody a heads up that uh, my show is uh, the Lost Hour is a 60 minute show. So this uh, this recording will likely be split up into two parts over a couple weeks, uh, maybe more if we talk a lot, which we might. Uh, and so thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Tomu, for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Once again, you're listening to uh, the Lost Hour on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. I'm Tom. That's Tomu. And our next track is called Bamboo Garden. And featuring will... featuring blessings nor. Who was on the um who was on the show not even three weeks ago, <laughs> actually. Uh so uh Bamboo Garden featuring Blessings Nor. Stay locked.
Bamboo Garden uh, by Tomo DJ and Blessings Nor. Uh, shout out Nor. Hi Nor. Um, <laughs> that was really beautiful and and very well described previously uh, as you were talking about um, the shoegazy realm that you sometimes find yourself in in music, especially more recently. Yeah, thank you. Uh, absolutely. And the question that brewed up in my mind that I actually asked last week's guest, my friend Noah Agropole put out an EP. Uh, and one of the questions I asked him was because of his last song, which sampled Genuine, and it had this like very salient, like specific party atmosphere. Uh, this song is, is quite literally titled "The Name of an Environment or an Atmosphere," and I guess I like my, to do those those kinds of titles. Yeah, and I mean, our, to be fair, you know, our EP has the word "planet" in it, like a lot of these like nouns and adjectives that yeah, describe like, all these realms. Yeah, adjective noun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about um, your own production and also creation process is if when you create yeah. a song, finish a song, do you imagine a world that it lives in, a realm? Is there is there a, a escape that comes to your mind when so, something is made? Sometimes I do. And with, with this song specifically where the title comes from is like, you know, this was one of our, our first times, you know, me and Nor who... I live with and is my partner of it was one of our first times like uh we've we've made music before but um this was one of our first times making like a guitar song and it's like that's like the last five minutes of the recording mm. where it's like you know for the first for the first few we were just kind of noodling around and then like over the course of it it things seemed to be you know getting more synchronized and we were sort of entering this sort of you know like imagined space together and it's like you know i was looking at the guitar strings seeing how they wave in the wind and it's like this feels like i'm in some sort of bamboo garden with like mm. the sunlight filtering through mm -hmm. you know the the sticks or the poles or whatever you call them um and yeah this song is like i i didn't we weren't even meaning to record a song i was just like oh i'll just set my you know laptop mic up um, and just like record the room just so that if we play something cool, there's a demo to remember it by. Mm. And we probably want to re-record this one, but also like um, I think the way the computer mic picked it up is actually quite interesting. It sounds nice because it's like it was close to like, you know, my actual electric guitar. And then we had like two amps like facing wildly different ways. So it just kind of like it's it's like mixed like it gives a particular spaciousness to yeah, it yeah for sure for sure um it's interesting how you mentioned it's something that actually uh leads into a different question or a different uh dynamic of the question i asked is that uh you described you and nor imagining a shared space together mm -hmm. um which is you know my question was about what do you vision together or what do you envision when you make something but i didn't even think about the fact that collaboration is envisioning yeah a i mean space it's like our, our project you know same planet that's mm -hmm. how i felt it's like we're well if anything we're on the same planet right now <laughs> like, yeah literally <laughs> but i i really and the the picture that i used which mm -hmm. like you know the orange abstract mm -hmm. looking picture that's actually um a picture of the bay bridge and Word. you know that like kind of connects like where the two of us live so that was like my my thinking behind that <laughs> that's so sweet i don't think you ever told me that that's really cool uh, sometimes i'm i'm private about the details because it's sure. more interesting to just wonder about them but <laughs> i appreciate that i was yeah um 
Thank you for sharing those words. Um, I want to lead us into the first track we're going to listen to from Crazy Trip, which again, uh, if uh, you're just tuning in, it's Monday afternoon and Crazy Trip has been released on August 11th. It is available at all streaming platforms. And I believe if you want to support Tomu directly, you can buy it at Bandcamp. And can you give your, is it tomudj.bandcamp.com? It's just Tomu. Tomu.bandcamp. Yeah, or, or nobias.bandcamp. Um, gotcha. We'll take you to my page as well. There you go. Uh, available all streaming platforms by the time you listen to this. Um, the first track we're going to listen to from Crazy Trip is called Pretty Funny. And I wanted to ask if you had any thoughts to share about the song before we listen to it. Yeah, um, this song has gone through a few iterations. It was originally for this project I was doing um, that, let's just say, I canceled uh, myself from it because <laughs> I didn't... Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to get into that, but um, then I turned it into an instrumental track and it used to be like six minutes long and I just shortened it. Um, so that's what you're hearing now. Mm. Would you say the shortening was a functional thing or like a, an evolution thing? I, I guess it was a functional thing because I, I guess the, the, the reason I, I sometimes feel apprehensive about this record is sometimes I feel like, um, you know, I, I'm not the person with the strongest sense of self. And I don't know if that is reflected in my music, but um, I think like once I started getting like an unexpected amount of attention for making music, I started worrying about what people thought about it. Mm. So like, especially with Half Moon Bay, you know, it's actually, I had a listening party for that album in Oakland and what I played there was actually completely different from the album that was released and, you know, ended up being weirdly acclaimed um but uh like you know my my label guy actually told me like this is too experimental like this is not um you know that this is not going to do well on streaming etc cetera, etc cetera. so i feel mm. like even though I, I had a little bit more creative control over this new record i feel like while i was you know trying to sort of navigate the industry and like you know talk to people like publishers and managers and all these things i i feel as though i might have lost a piece of myself in the process mm. but i still think that it's a good record i think people that i've showed it to have all liked it and i have you know listened to it lots of times to make sure that i like it and mm -hmm. i do but um i i do think that it's possible to hear within the record like sort of um i don't know I mean, I guess I, I guess you'll see when we when we hear the yeah. track. <laughs> we are going to see it, and I'm you know a appreciative of that description. I think it embodies what you're talking about on this record, which is not doing drugs. It's you know going yeah. through a very tumultuous time in life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hundred percent. Well, <laughs> you're listening to BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. We are about to listen to one of the first tracks on Crazy Trip by Tomo DJ, which is now available on all streaming platforms as well as Bandcamp, and it's called Pretty Funny. Enjoy.
And that was Pretty Funny by Tomo DJ off Crazy Trip, a previously longer song than it is. Uh, I wanted to ask you, both after listening to the first track on the, uh, the project, Music, and also this track, Pretty Funny, which again, you can go stream anywhere. Uh, is, you talk about in some interviews that you've done for this project about this project being the most uh, club in, in friendly yeah. uh, project. How you know? And despite that, I, I think the... Um, the ambience and spatial mindedness mm-hmm. of your music still really shines in it. Thank you. Uh, in in a great way. I think it's great to have club music that also feels like you could also listen to it in the fr- not pun intended in your bedroom. <laughs> um, and I'm curious about uh, knowing that, knowing that there's a, yeah. there's an ambient, restful energy to your music. Mm-hmm. Uh, in what way does creating music invite rest into your life? I guess it's like in my experience DJing, I, I've played at more bars than clubs and I'm almost like, you know, we, we need to come up with a new genre called bar because, <laughs> the, you know, like, sure. I, I guess it's like, you know, um, I, when, when I started DJing, you know, af, after I was doing the parties, uh, when I was in school in Portland, I threw a lot of parties with a lot of footwork DJs and like not not just them but like uh you know a lot of different artists and I I think that when I started DJing um I would play a lot of you know faster more club music um and then I you know um I I realized first of all that you know you can't just uh you know if you're being paid to um you know play at a bar where people are you know just trying to enjoy a burger you can't always play like thrashing gabber footwork jungle <laughs> like um so like that's kind of where i got um my djing style that i think maybe a couple years ago when i was like releasing a bunch of music might not have been known to people but I, mm-hmm. i'm seeing it mentioned a little bit more now how I, I i play you know like the eclectic sort of stuff because it's like i just um i i, I guess like that that attitude kind of made its way into my music where it's just like you know i i don't have the the technical skill to make the kind of music that i want yet but i think that um regardless the sort of i guess um landscapes that i attempt to capture are like it's not really club music to me like i i I don't it's like you know time will tell if people will play this stuff in the club or not i know that bedroom dj has been played in some people's sets, uh, which is cool and all. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really grow up going to the club. Um, my first like, uh, really interaction with electronic music beyond listening to it, um, was those parties that I threw in college. So I think like, you know, there, there's like, there's a lot of club music that I really love, uh, especially, you know, a lot of footwork, Jersey club, Baltimore club, like uh you know like principe discos and stuff like that Mm. it's like stuff that i really love and it's like you know i i uh do not make that kind of stuff (laughs) because it's like you know my experiences as someone who you know grew up you know in in the bay area just in the suburbs you know listening to modest mouse or what have you so it's like I, i think it's it's like the process of making music where you program the drums in is like just you know as a solo musician who's not always collaborating with people it's like that's kind of the stuff that i can make by myself and that i feel comfortable making a lot of the time Mm. um that can sound sort of like you know consumable and it's like i think it sounds similar to club music um 
I've been sort of promoting this album as like a club album, sort of more as like a business move. Sure. Um, and like that's something that's been giving me a lot of pause too is like, oh, like, you know, once I'm entering this space where it's like my music is supposed to be a product that's like, you know, not only making me money, but making it for other people. It's like, well, I got to, you know, do certain things. And I think that mm. um, when reviews of my music first started coming out, I was like, oh, this is like club music for the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, is is it really? Because it's like, you know, clubs aren't even open right now. So it's sure. like, why do we need to call it that? Mm. <laughs> and I guess sort of like, you know, I'm trying to sort of play into that but also as you said like maintain this sort of like ambience to it and it's like that's kind of like the theme of the album was like th these songs are all like pretty ambient to me but there's like ones with like you know fast break stuff and like you know uh you know thick 808s and things like that so it's like kind of borrowing tropes from ambient music but sort of staying in my like style that's a little more nebulous i guess you know, i don't know if that answered the question well it's it's <laughs> a, it's a terribly fair point that you're making that uh creating something and also uh sharing it and promoting it are, are two very different realms exactly of reality yeah. uh and they can be very uh provocative of anxiety insecurity of mm -hmm. uh, feeling like you need to balance the weight of what it is that is palatable or I feel enjoyable. that I have a mental breakdown each time I'm <laughs> submitting a major project to DSPs. Well, uh, and you know, if, if we're, if we're, uh, I don't believe objectivity exists, frankly, sure. but <laughs> if we're, if we're removing ourselves from the element of promotion here, if we're just having a conversation about your project, what is something about Crazy Trip that brings you peace? Or what's something about music that you make that brings you peace or respite? Um, like I, I listen to my own music a lot. Um, mm. and like, I, um, you know, it's like, I have a lot of like, you know, like 20 minute ambient tracks that I am not going to release anytime soon that, that like, I just made myself to listen to, I listen to it to go to sleep. And it's mm. like, I am just someone who has a very difficult time making sense of the world or of myself or of how I fit into things. And sure. I feel that when I listen to my own music, if it's something that I like, I can feel like you know that i was trying to express something that's not necessarily understandable with words and it's like sometimes there will even be things that i made years ago that i thought were like so bad mm -hmm. and then i listen to it years later i'm like wow like you know she was really trying to say something here mm -hmm. and like i think that's kind of like uh you know what what like uh what might draw other people to my music is that like it sounds so like you know basic and repetitive but it's like there's still some sort of like you know intangible kind of well it's deeply like self it's to deeply it. self-expressional and um inward what's that word introspective yeah reflective yeah. um no I, I wouldn't know i don't know if i basic is maybe just the word you pulled from the air just now <laughs> but i think yeah i think what you're you're touching on is is its deep expressional uh nature and, and what, one thing i've always done with my music which like you know when i'm uh kind of being hermited it's it's less but it's like um when i'm testing out tracks it's like i you know i don't test them out in the club because it's like i don't really dj that much and when i do i'm not always playing like the kind of music that i make mm -hmm. but it's like i'm more so like you know if th this was mainly a thing for feminista um, like I will play the album around people and like hanging out with people. And it's like, you know, if people are talking about 
their weekend and like what they're about to do and like all these great things and memories that they have with each other, then that's how I know it's good because mm. like, you know, it's it's inspiring some sort of positive reflection or expression. Um, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's provoking like genuine interactions. Yeah. And it's totally. like, you know, people smiling and chatting and like having a laugh and making good jokes. Everybody's laughing. It's like, you know, that's, that's great. You know, it's like, <laughs> that. that's like a great, I don't even want to use the word litmus. That's just a great thing to do to really gauge like, what is this music of, um, bringing out, out in people? I, I feel like this album, Crazy Trip might be like, even more kind of like uh, personal in, and introspective, even though I feel that it's kind of like, you know, blunted and commercialized. I think it does like reflect um, a part of me in the way that my other work doesn't because I was so like kind of in my own head while working on it. Sure. And it's like, I think I'm tempted, you know, as an artist to uh, come out with nothing but my best work and stuff that like pushes the boundaries and whatever. But it's like, honestly, I think it's just as important for me to uh, display sides of myself and parts of myself that might not necessarily be the most presentable. Sure. Um, and like, you know, display like, you know, my, my struggle as like a person and an artist. Um, and I think despite this album sounding kind of, you know, uh, I I'm going to stop talking shit on my own music, but um, like, I think that you can hear sort of the process of somebody figuring something out as yes. you listen through the track list. It's sure. like, you know, things sort of unfold in this way where there's not necessarily uh, a resolution, but it's like you can hear, uh, you know, the sort of thought processes that went into it and the sort of like frustration that was building for me. Like, I think that in, in that song we just heard, you can hear like, you know, this sort of like frustration, it's almost like banging your head against the wall. Mm, <laughs> um, pretty funny. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, I, I almost cut the entirety of the first two tracks off of the album. Mm. And there was one track, uh, Endless Spring, um, that was supposed to be the last track on the album. It, it was like a completely different, um, you know, track list. But I think I sure. kept Pretty Funny on because it is pretty funny. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, and and listen, I, I I really I appreciate your own thoughts, whether or not uh, they're they're ramblings or not. <laughs> I, I think this is something that uh, Lonnie and I talked about. Lonnie has a um, Lonald J Band, so everybody listening has a BFF show as well, nice. and I was interviewing her on her own show, mm -hmm. and we were talking about um, what it means to like challenge yourself to reflect on how you're talking about stuff, and you're recognizing it. You're recognizing like when it happens, like that we slip into uh, criticism for the sake of criticism or right. criticism for the sake of reflection. Mm -hmm. um, and which is why I asked, uh, what is something that brings you peace in the music that you make? Because if there's anything I can do here is to challenge people to look at their music for what it is, which is good. And, you know, for what it's worth, I wouldn't have invited you on here if it wasn't good. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you think it's good. Yeah. I, I really never know what other people will think, you know? Well, I mean, you, you didn't know this, but before, I was listening to it beforehand talking about my weekend. I sent it to you, right? Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to take a little departure from Crazy Trip, uh, and we're going to listen to some other stuff that Tomu has submitted for us to listen to. This next track is called Tort Feaser, and I've never heard it, so I'm about to listen to it for the first oh, time Oh, great. As well. Yeah, I think you'll love this one. All right, great. Well, we're going to press play on it, and we'll be back in... This is a, a, a demo from my, my upcoming album. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Well, you're getting the inside scoop here. This is Tort Feaser from Tomu DJ. 
uh, a teaser featuring Petty Getty. Featuring Petty Getty. Is this the one that you guys perform live in New York? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's awesome. I am a nerd that I know that. <laughs> Sick. Well, you're listening to BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. Fuck with my rights was my civil procedure. Trying to treat me like a real tough visa. Fuck on your girl, cause you clearly can't please her. Okay, maybe I'm a real tough visa. Fuck with my rights was my civil procedure. Trying to treat me like a real tough visa. Fuck on your girl, cause you clearly can't please her. Okay, maybe I'm a real tough visa. I'm a real tough visa. Wow. An upcoming. Yeah, I, I, I can promise you no one else in the room knew what that meant. It's <laughs> <laughs> just straight from the mind of Petty Getty. Yeah. Um, Petty Getty, of course, is the vocalist on Bedroom DJ, which is a part of Crazy Trip. Uh, by now, I'm sure you've heard it. We're going to play it later uh, in this interview. Uh, uh, but an, an amazing vocalist and somebody that you collaborate with from New York, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm really curious about uh both like the collaboration process as it pertains to working with other people and working in different environments um i i don't need to out your home setup but you have a fabulous home setup to make music um but you also make music in other places Mm and other cities with other people and uh how does how do you feel that impacts the the music making process your bedroom versus your i I love collaborating like you know i i uh it's it's kind of my favorite thing to do in music and it's like uh i guess you know petty getty is a very uh prolific artist in my opinion and they are always able to you know like bedroom dj started because we were kind of like i made it a long time ago i i made this beat with dj manny and susia um that that was the session that we made new body 
um, from Half Moon Bay. Word. And that track also was originally this like eight minute track with two vocalists on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, um, you know, the stuff just like evolves a lot over time because I can't get stuff cleared or like, you know, mm-hmm. one thing or another. But like, yeah, we, we made two tracks and one of them was Bedroom or no, one of them was was new body called move your body at that time mm-hmm. and then the other one was this like throwaway track that we were all like Ugh, this sucks called like smh dot ableton or whatever sure. um, and then it wasn't until like a year or two later that i was in the studio with um petty getty and status um their partner and uh production partner mm-hmm. <laughs> um who produces a lot of their stuff with them um, and I opened up this file and I was like, oh, this is actually, you know, like the drums are a little bit weird, but the, the chords, like the, you know, the bedroom DJ chords is like, those are, those are pretty nice. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, it, it was, and then, you know, Petty Getty just starts saying this, like, you know, bedroom DJ verse. It's like, was that good? And we're like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> and like, you know, it, it just suddenly, it's like when you work with new people, whether you're making something from scratch as, as we did on our collaborative project, or Mm -hmm. if they're like helping you get a fresh perspective on stuff, it's just, that's, that's the, I would say that maybe the primary reason I do music is because it allows me to connect with others in this way where we're both like expressing something that we couldn't have on our own. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of just really interesting and beautiful products can come of that. And I, I think that, I'm very talented at collaborating because it's like even if people have never made music before, I, I I have sort of this like internal method to like almost like trick people into doing it. Like I'll just be like, oh, yeah, that was recording. And they're like, oh, holy shit. Like I just did that. And it's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I'll like record without asking people or like, you know, <laughs> I'll just sort of try to play like. You know, my music sounds very spacious and open-ended and it's like yeah. when I lay down certain chords or like certain things, it's like I'm trying to basically foster a creative environment. And it's like another reason I like collaborating with people is, you know, I just, I, I want to help people have the confidence to just go for it. Um, and, you know, like you can just record something and whether it's good or not you know it's like i've made thousands of songs most of them are probably not like good Mm -hmm. in you know a classical sense sure but um i I find that like a lot of people that i work with even people who are pretty experienced producers kind of like um have a lot of self-doubt and i share that self-doubt as well but Mm -hmm. i think i'm good at trying to help other people get over that um and yeah sorry i got a little bit off topic no it is on topic it is okay great with this song in particular you know it's like uh, Jasmine Petty Getty just comes into the studio with this like, so I wrote this song about this like obscure legal term <laughs> because they're a lawyer. Uh, oh, like, okay, graduated like... from law school recently and totally. You know, our, last I checked, we're working at a courthouse over the summer, um, and <laughs> like come into the studio, which uh, Status their partner owns the studio or rents the studio. I'm a real um, tort feaser. She pulled that out of the legal yeah. jargon. <laughs> And like, um, they would like come in wearing like a full like suit, like literally like from court, like just rapping about these like (laughs) the words I've never heard of. And like, you know, even though I don't know what that is, I'm like, yeah, you know, torpedoes are like, like, let's (laughs) do it. They were like, I want to make this kind of like jungle, you know, torpedoes or something. It's like, 
their vision was just like so clearly defined that I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to, <laughs> to help you achieve that. And I think the result was really fun and interesting. And I imagine the final song in the album that comes out in, you know, 2025 or what have you <laughs> um, will sound a lot different. Um, but the way we were able to just lay down this like sort of skeleton that already sounds really fun and like, you sure. know, we were able to perform it live and stuff. Um, just, you know, working with them is always really easy and fun. And I think the lyrics and energy they bring to the table are just really amazing. Like one of my favorite people to work with. And I know that they are working on an EP as well, um, which I don't know when that'll be out. You'd have to ask Petty Getty, but um, I'm really excited for that. Um, and they've shown me some songs uh, with Status that are just really amazing. And I, you know, I'm calling it now. Uh, one of the next couple years is going to be the year of Petty Getty. There you go. <laughs> Uh, this is all such exciting information to be related. And quickly, I just want to shout out Petty Getty. Um, if you want to follow Petty Getty, it's Petty, P-E-T-T-Y underscore Getty, G-E-T-T-Y on Instagram. Um, she really is a phenomenal, prolific yeah. vocalist. And Petty Space Getty on Spotify, Apple Music, etc. There you go. Little Kitty EP, check it out. And it's such an exciting dynamic to hear you describe because it, it sounds like there's a there's a bandwidth in your collaborative relationship to do something like bedroom dj which she unearths a track that you liked mm -hmm. but didn't do anything with and gave what you said an, a fresh perspective on it and there's this secondary experience of her coming in and having like a, a specific vision and what you guys said what you described you created something from the ground up with it um it's really uh, exciting. What's also exciting is how you're describing collaboration. It, it really speaks to the fact that, you know, as much as we're sitting here talking about uh, how much of a chunk uh, music as it pertains to promotion and sales can, can, can plague our minds or our thoughts about things, is that music really exists pervasively in your life beyond that. It, yeah. it, it's so much more than that. It, it is the thing that, you know, like you said, you make to help you go to sleep and it's the thing you make to connect with people. Yeah, it, and it's it's like, very affirming to hear, you know, balanced out with your other thoughts mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. It's it's like easy to get disillusioned about music when I focus too much on, you know, those, those aspects that you mentioned. Um, but it's like, you know, when I'm able to collaborate with you know people like jasmine and you and adam mm -hmm. and you know all these people it's like that uh you know it, it never feels like it's not worth it like it's a life-affirming experience to um know that we can you know like share this language and like express these things together where it's like not just like you know oh i'm trying to say something through this song or whatever but it's like you know uh i think collaborative art is like there's something very intangible about it. It's like you 100%. know a portrait of of two or more souls mm. meeting, and it's like I don't even mean that in like a spiritual way. I just mean that in like yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, I 100% agree. Uh, I want to listen to one or two more songs on this episode. Reminder that this interview is going to be airing in weekly installments because it is a 60 hour show, 60 hour, 60 minute show. Um, so we're here till 3 p.m. in your timeline. Uh, we are going to listen to another song. I've selected the song to listen to. Toma doesn't know what I'm about to play, but I'll tell her right now. It is called <laughs> Nervous, parentheses, No Service. Mm, uh, great one, great one. And we are going to share it. Do you have anything you want to say about it or no? Oh, I could, I could say it after, I guess. Sure, there you go. <laughs> so we're about to listen to Nervous, uh, an unreleased track from Tomo DJ. You're listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. Mm -hmm. 
No service from Tomo DJ featuring Young Love, somebody you've collaborated with before, right? Yeah, Young Love and my friend from like uh, middle school, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah I've known him forever. Uh, he lives out in New York too now, uh, but we were both uh, grew up around here. Sick. Something yeah. we 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 started to touch on because we were talking about collaborating with people. Mm -hmm. um, what does it feel like to make music somewhere that's not your home? Is there a difference? Do you notice a difference in what it turns out like? Yeah, definitely. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, so this one and the Torfeaser song were made in uh, Adam Status's studio, mm -hmm. um, and it's like he has this like epiphone guitar and like some korg synths and like uh, a bunch of cool shit there so there's the most obvious differences <laughs> that um i don't have those things um so like whenever i'm in a new studio i, I really love to experiment with whatever gear is there because it's like I, I feel like my approach to making music is it's very hit or miss but i kind of just go in and i'm like all right let's do it it's like i'm trying to write more songs <laughs> at this point um but yeah, like I very much like experimenting with the gear that's there. And like, you know, it's it's fun to be away from home and still be able to make music. Um, I used to rent a studio uh, in the Tenderloin, um, which, you know, it was what it was, but I made a lot of music there too. Sure. Um, and back when I lived in New York for like a year, I would go to a variety of studios that like, you know, friends and peers and whatever uh, had. And now I just go to Adams because uh, 
he's he's got it pretty well set up mm-hmm. um so like every time I, I i visit new york I, I try to make it a point to go there and work as much as i can and you know just with whoever's willing to collaborate that's that's the thing about you know new york is like just a lot of <laughs> musicians sure. who are trying to collab there so that's always fun um and yeah my last trip there you know when i made that song torfvisor a couple other ones um that was when i began to work on this new album which is sort of um i i feel like it's going to be the first album of mine that is truly like you know the music i want to be making Mm. that kind of like draws more so from like you know the stuff you might hear in my dj sets and it's like stuff that's going to be a lot more developed and refined lyrical structured um and pulling from you know genres such as house and rock um rather than sort of just this purely like nebulous thing that i i've been doing thus far i'm kind of honing in on you know the music that really makes me happy and is uplifting to me um and yeah we'll 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 hear a couple more songs from the from the project um but it's not going to be done done for a long time i guess it's just like uh when i'm sharing this new album that's coming out today uh tonight at the time of this recording um it's like I, I I want people who are are really dialed in to know I'm, I'm working on other stuff too that sounds totally different. <laughs> sure. Do you feel like your timeline for this upcoming album uh, is different from timelines of previous projects or albums or anything like so, that? So, my partner and I noticed something, which is that uh, this album came out on basically the exact same day as Half Moon Bay. It's like August 12th or 11th or something. Whoa, like. okay. <laughs> and then like Feminista came out like July 28th or something. So it's like, I think it really is like this cycle of like seasonal depression mm-hmm. and like during, this is something I've learned since becoming more involved in trying to do the business side of music things mm-hmm. is that, okay, unsolicited advice here. Right now, if you are hearing this, get your shit done. Because by October, people are going to start fucking off for Thanksgiving. And then you're not going to be able to get in touch with anybody until March. <laughs> That's and fucking then, real. When when I have to do this, like, months-long rollout process, you know, on March, I'll start being a little bit less depressed. And then maybe I can finish the album in April. Sure. And then, <laughs> you know, then it takes, like, basically four months to get it out. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to do the, the whole label thing for for this upcoming one. I'm certainly open to it, but, um, you know, I just want to really rid myself of the sort of pretense that I've developed from, you know, being involved in this business stuff to try to make a project that is super personal and really represents me. Like, I feel like Feminista is probably the last project that I did like that, Mm. where it's like... um, you know, I was very, like, you can tell from the production, it's very novice. And I think that, like, now, while I have, you know, more sort of skills under my belt, um, getting better at playing other instruments and stuff, I can mm-hmm. make something that is, you know, as personal uh, as that album, but uh, with a whole new set of sounds. Sure. And uh, you, again, reflective of what exactly you said, it's the music that you want to be making mm-hmm. at this moment. Um, that's really exciting to hear. Uh, I got so engrossed in your words. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no worries. Um, we're coming up at the end of this episode. I just want to remind everybody that Crazy Trip is out now on all available streaming platforms as well as Tomu's Bandcamp, tomu.bandcamp.com. Uh, we are going to be airing this over multiple weeks, so you'll we'll be back next week. Uh, in the real life, we're going to keep talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but really quickly, I wanted to close out this episode 
uh, with a track from our EP together. Um, it is called Same Planet. Uh, me and Tomo made it together in one sitting. It was it's it's uh, akin to what you described is really sitting down and connecting to each other in this like very purely creative way very um, exploratory way yes and and i will say and this is not kissing your ass um <laughs> is something that like uh you're a very talented musician and playing my little synth next to you while you're really rocking out on the keys and, and i'm having this insecurity of like i'm sorry if that sounded so bad oh no and, no. and you're you're so you're so a very explicit and direct and you're like that didn't sound bad what you did was good um and they kind of ended there. It was like it sounded yeah. very good, and it's like I, I I know like we we just met like you know this this year, so it, it mm -hmm. felt like uh, really getting to know you, getting to to make this project together. Hundred percent. And I, I I just wanted to speak. I think that speaks to what you talked about earlier is that you can really trick anybody into making music. Uh, granted, <laughs> I was already making music, but you can trick anybody, which is good. Uh, so again, uh, we will see you next week. Uh, but for now, this is part one, and it's from myself, Tom Marcy, and Tomo DJ's EP, Same Planet, also available on Tomo's Bandcamp, tomo.bandcamp.com. This is The Lost Hour. We'll see you next week. Happy Monday.